Welcome to the Maker Vision Podcast, a podcast where we help you take your ideas from a dream to reality. Each episode will cover topics to help you overcome frustrations we all encounter in our maker community. I'm Trevor Wanamaker, a part-time maker running MakerExperiment.com, and my co-host Stephen Ellis is a part-time woodworker running Old South Woodcraft, and Martina Miller, who's a full-time maker running Naughty by Nature Designs. We've all encountered bumps and pitfalls along the road we call making, and we are using this podcast to help you avoid the same pitfalls. Welcome to the Maker Vision Podcast for episode 47, where we're going to talk about making and social ethics. So where do you draw the line between your personal beliefs and what you want to make versus what people might want to pay you for? So what's going on, Martina and Steven? Good. I think this is going to be a good topic today. I'm ready to get into it. This is going to be very interesting. It is, uh, it's been an interesting week on social media. For those that are on Instagram and saw the kerfuffle at the beginning of the week. So it's, what was that face for? Because you said kerfuffle. Kerfuffle. <laughs> Rabble rousing. Pot stirring. It says word of the day. Toilet paper. Toilet, toilet paper. Word of the day, toilet paper. Oh, okay. I was like, what does toilet paper have to do with anything? I was like, that's ridiculous. All right. <laughs> Freaking grampy. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, by the way, my package arrived and it is it was is packaged very well. UPS did not damage my Grampy package. Oh, by the way, you're welcome for sending out your shirt. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Well, I figured I would do like an actual post wearing it. It's kind of like a thanks. So, you know, just, you know, thanks for rushing me. Well, I sent it last week and this is the first time I got a thank you. It didn't show up till like Saturday, like late Saturday. Shots fired. And it's Saturday today. That's a week. That's seven days. I was waiting for it to be washed because I was going to do an actual post about it and thank you and tag you in it. Anyway, off topic. Rain well, it in. Rain it in. <sighs> there you go. Fine. Okay, other than that, I'm doing okay this morning. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Well, and be sure to stick around to the end of the episode because we have an announcement, but we're not going to tell you till the end, so... I know, we want we want you to stay committed to this episode. Exactly, we're going to do Marvel Universe-style spoilers and, and Easter eggs. Is this like the podcast equivalent to holding someone hostage? Yes, absolutely. Okay. No, it's not. It's not. You're so sensitive today. And well, unless they like fast forward. <laughs> I guess they could just like skip to the very end and then go back 10 seconds at a time. There you go. All right. On to the topic. Let's do it. So, Martina. Well, we're going to do what we're watching this week, or no? Well, we can. Do you know what you watched this week? I know exactly what I watched this week. Apparently, he really wants us to know, too. Apparently. I rewatched Handmaid's Tale in preparation for it to come, to come out this week, and I was very excited. I have yet to watch it. I will be watching it tomorrow. I already watched it. I hate you so much. No spoilers. I finished it last night. <laughs> No spoilers. Well, I'm waiting for I'm waiting to watch it tomorrow so I can have like full days opportunity to just take it all in. They've only put out three episodes 
and then it's like one episode a week after that. Okay, well, for the rest of the that's season. That's fine, man. That's fine. Well, I'll have three hours of of blissful Handmaid's Tale watching. So it was pretty good. Boom. Is it blissful? Mm. It is blissful. It's also kind of scary because I could see that crap happening. <sighs> okay. It's an interesting show, though. So that's what you both watched, right? Yep. Cool. All right. What'd you watch? I watched uh, Proven Innocent on Fox. I think it actually got canceled, but it's pretty good so far. Um, it's about an attorney that she became an attorney after she was tried and convicted for the murder of her best friend. But then years later, they found out she wasn't the one that committed the murder. And now she's an attorney and takes on cases that are similar where people are wrongly convicted. Sounds interesting. It's per- I think I'm on episode six and it's pretty good so far. It looked very interesting. The uh, the main character, uh, she's been a good act. She's been a good actress before, and a lot of sh- a lot of stuff. I liked her. I don't know if it's like a limited run series or if it got canceled because I had looked it up online and it only said there's thirteen episodes and like this year was the end year, so I don't know mm. what happens. Hopefully, I get some closure at the end. Maybe, maybe. Well, the other one I watched was Chernobyl. Have you seen that? I haven't seen it yet. I've heard good things though. It was only. Five episodes, I think. It was a mini series on HBO. We still had HBO from watching Game of Thrones, so we watched Chernobyl. It was, it was pretty good. I'll have to check it out. It's kind of, I guess, scary because this is actually a real event that happened. But you find out like the real impact it had in Chernobyl. But it's it was worth watching. I'd watch it again. I think now we're ready to talk about the topic, Stephen. I think everyone knows what we did with our free time for the week. There you go. He feels complete. He can move on. Well, it was an important segment. It was an important segment. All right. So, the kerfuffle of the week. Kerfuffle. Kerfuffle. It's my friend's cat's name. For those that are on Instagram, it it, it, it was it was all Instagram-based kerfuffle. So for those who are not on Instagram, we will give a little brief recap of um, someone started, I'm going to just call it a Mean Girls page, of talking about um, the messages they get from people asking how they're doing stuff, and they were not being very kind about people reaching out to them for help. So that kind of started a little whirlwind this week on Instagram. That being said, there were some major lines drawn to the people that followed the page, the people that didn't follow the page, the people that were trying to figure out who was behind it. And there was a lot of finger pointing and a lot of just hurt feelings. And it was, as Trevor said, it was very mean girls. It was like super catty almost at times which I'm glad I had no part in it until closer to the end and I was like oh I'm kind of glad I missed all this but at the same time this was total BS on whoever started whoever started the page and whoever like kind of you know took over it supported it supported it the reason it's Mean Girls is the name right like the name is straight out of it so yes that I mean it's one thing if you're going to start a page that like shares anonymous messages. Obviously, people aren't going to stop you from doing what you want. Uh, it's the internet. People do all kinds of stuff. 
But to actually like name it that would seemed even worse. I think I would like to not get into the kind of gossipy aspect of it all with us as a platform, but I would like to mm-hmm. kind of just talk about like what we should all learn like as a maker's community, as a society from it and how that's not something we stand behind. That's without, that's especially not what we're here for. We're here to help everyone if they have questions and not bring shame on them for reaching out and asking questions. And you brought up a good point because that was interesting to see the community rally behind against the page. Like they, right. like a group of people came together and were like, that's not what the community's about. And it would it went down quick. Yes. It wasn't up very long. So what came out of it though is a new Instagram page called The Maker's Learn Book. So mm-hmm. um Jacqueline from the Painted Farm Clockery and Leslie from I think it's Oak and Feather Decor is her handle on Instagram. They're running it and um they're just take like you submit a question to them and they post it as their post like a typed out question and then people that follow their page can submit answers so it's just like a giant kind of group message almost on trying to get people help and there's been some good topics so far like you know your favorite steven what tips for epoxy (laughs) but like what what oil to use for cutting boards like what's a basic starter kit for tools if you're getting into making. So I am happy that they're taking it upon themselves to start this up. And it's been really good to see the interaction and the positive notes from different makers helping out people that they may not follow and may be following now because they started this page. I think it's really cool. And I think it speaks volumes to the good people that are in this community trying to help other people grow. I mean, so far from the posts that I've seen from the Maker Learn book, they seem to be going about it the right way. Mm-hmm. There's a ton of interaction on there already. It's crazy. Well, I, I think... Th- so let me say this. I I think the the idea is a good idea. Sharing information, helping people. I don't know that it would have been as successful as quickly if this had popped up independently of that whole situation. Oh, for sure. I agree. Yes. Yeah, this this was a. I think that I think that's why it took off is because they launched it because of the. Not other that that's one. a bad thing. No, I th- no. No, but I think that because we've been trying to help people since day one, and we have granted we haven't, I guess, gotten as many responses, so it's difficult to post a question every single day. Like I know that. I am pretty impressed that they're able to manage because I think they're both at over ten thousand followers for their accounts, and I was like, I can barely manage the mvp page at 500 and in my personal account that's like 17 something so well, that's why i said martina take over the instagram yeah. account <laughs> uh, so good for them for being able to do it and nothing seems to be getting lost in the process like the questions that are being submitted so that's cool i mean the questions seem to be ones that i've had in the past right and hopefully they're getting good information like the responses right i think there's enough of a response from like you can because you can go on the person's page that's posting and see what they're doing to see if it's see if it's yeah a actual useful knowledge but makes sense that was a little faster than i thought it was going to be for that topic i guess 
I po- I posted on our page, the MVP page the other day, we're here to answer questions. I just want to put that back out there, that there's multiple hosts that can answer, or we all have our little private tribes, and we can reach out to those people and kind of get an answer if we can't do it ourselves. But don't ever feel too embarrassed to ask a question. We've all been there. We've all had a starting point. We don't have all the answers or all the experience. And don't let what happened this week discourage you from starting something you're interested in. Totally agree. I got I got a lot of messages about that. Like I I've started following makers pages. I haven't actually started making yet, but I'm, you know, drawing inspiration and figuring out what I want to get into. And the fact that 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 page went up started to discourage me, but then seeing everyone push back against it was like, okay, like I still have faith in humanity. Yeah. I mean, you're still going to get people that didn't see a problem with it. Just like anything else in the world, there's going to be... That's fine, but that's not what we're about. But it was good to see the community kind of rally together so quickly at that. Keyboard cowboys. How long have I been saying this keyboard empowerment? If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Those people need to... These people need to listen to me. The world would be a better place. Toot toot. Toot my own horn. So... (laughs) You you are tooting your own horn. <laughs> so last night, uh, so if anyone doesn't know, though, our timeline's a little funny. We record on Saturdays. This release is on Wednesday. So last night being Friday um, on the Maker Vision Tribe Facebook page, they were asking about um, whether or not to make to take on commissions if it's something you don't stand for. The item wasn't sp- said specifically what it was or what the this person's belief systems are but i thought that was a good topic for us to talk about as well in our ethics episode it's because it's one thing to take on something that's either too big for you or too complicated or not necessarily in your wheelhouse because i think we've all we've all had that you know somebody's kind of approached us randomly it's like hey can you build an entire house's worth of cabinets it's like mm, i could probably do that but I don't think that I would do it efficiently or as quickly as you need cabinets done. You know, that's one thing. But whenever someone approaches you to do something that's well within your skill wheelhouse, but not within your moral wheelhouse, uh, is is totally different. And you don't know how to approach it because as makers, or as makers at least trying to run a business, you know, you're always wanting to have more business. But are some things not worth the money? So we definitely all have our own thoughts on this because there's there's multiple stages, right? Because there's things that people want you to make that you just don't want to do. There's things that people want you to make that you are highly against making. And then there's people that want you to make things that are beyond your skill level and you have that comfort zone of whether or not you can take on that challenge. So there's like, of a variety of ways that a project can go when you first get it. So if somebody said, Hey, Martina, I want you to build a bed frame. You probably wouldn't have an issue with that. If somebody came to me and said, Trevor, I want you to make a bed frame. Could I do it? Yeah. Do I want to do it? No, because I don't want to do furniture. So immediately you and I are already going down different paths. And I think that, 
that's great because that's what the community is about being able to do your own thing find your own uh, path and everything else but there are projects that people have come to me with and they say can you make this and i said i could but i won't and not everybody will do that because like steven said some are trying to run a business and they care more about getting the money than they do about the other sides i don't know it to me something that has become more and more important after you know reading books about business and marketing and social media stuff is branding is everything so if you if if your brand stands for a certain thing and then all of a sudden your brand does something that has never been in your brand before and doesn't fit in with your brand in the future, you shouldn't do it, is my opinion. Because it's not fitting your brand. And if you're building a company, you're building a brand. Like, I don't think, you know, if you were to go out and you said, say you went into Target, and then... Well, I'm trying to think of something that they don't sell, though, because Target sells, like, everything. They don't sell sporting goods. Yeah, they do. Well, no, gun-related hunting. Oh, like like hunting, sporting. Oh, I have one. So this is my thought. Like, Home Depot, they don't sell, like, they have waters, Gatorades, like, a couple snacks, whatever. They don't have beers. Like go. they don't have alcohol because that's something they can't stand behind because let's not mix alcohol and power tools. See, that's a good point right there. So could they do it and make a lot of money? Yeah. Oh, a ton. Because everybody wishes they could buy it at the same spot. Exactly. But they won't do it because it's against their brand. And their br- branding is everything. Your brand is you. Are you sure it's against their brand or is it just because they don't want to deal with alcohol? Well, it doesn't fit in with their brand. For this situation right now, it's against their brand, so we can explain it. Yeah. Like, they're not <laughs> they're not going to be selling alcohol. Okay. All right. Because, I mean, cause, I mean everyone, everyone, everyone needs a, a nice, you know, nice cold beer while they're mowing the lawn. Yeah, but... It's just, I mean, come on now. Or, or for you, Trevor, uh, a nice cold beer when you're walking across your gravel, your, your grassless lawn. Hey. Hey, he has enough weeds in his gravel for it to count as grass now. I do. Exactly. Well, that's the thing is he can he can pull weeds with one hand, drink beer with the other. You know, it's a it's a uh, it's a nice little workout activity. I do have to say that part of our backyard has that artificial turf, and that stuff is amazing. I don't know why I never had it before. It's awful. I hate artificial turf. Dude, no. If you're in the desert, the artificial turf is awesome because you can walk in your backyard. It, it feels close enough to grass, but I don't have to maintain it, and it's not going to die. Okay, all right, but real grass is is so much better for for heat reduction. Yeah, but I can't grow grass here effectively. You got to keep in mind. I know where we live. Like he's in full on desert. I'm in drought land, so we can't water our grass. His won't physically grow. Like people have grass, but it takes so much water. It's ridiculous. I love it. Martina, you said you're in drought land. And then like most of the times whenever we recorded and you said it was raining, it's raining so hard that your pool floods. <laughs> this, 
this is the first year, I think it said in like a hundred years or something like that, that we got this amount of rain. So it's a podcast. The po- it was podcast magic. Shiny. <laughs> back back to the topic because we immediately got off track. Squirrel. Squirrel. But so I mean project wise, the I, I mean I know what project you're talking about, Martina. I don't know if you want to share it or not. I mean, but... I honestly don't care. It's my I it's one of those everyone's entitled to their opinion, to their views, their beliefs, whatever. I am not a gun person. I am not saying anything about gun laws or anything like that. I don't carry them in my house. I have gone shooting before, and it's just a powerful weapon, and it's not my jam. So I got asked to build a bed frame that's concealment furniture to conceal a weapon in there. And I'm not willing to take on that commission because I don't want to build a piece of furniture that's going to conceal a weapon that I know what it's capable of doing and be worried that my enclosure is not protective enough from a child getting into it. So that's, if you want to have a gun in your house, that's on your, uh, that's on you. You know, hopefully you're being responsible, keeping it locked up, you're registered, whatever, all of that stuff. But like, I don't want that responsibility on my shoulders if I'm making this secure enough. And I guess because it's not something that I'm be protective states to put around this object. And it's way different in my house because my kids are 17 and 19. Like they go shooting with their uncles. They're more comfortable around weapons than me. I wouldn't have to worry about like, is this locked up? You know what I mean? Are they going to get into it and be like have an accident. You know what I mean? So a concealment piece of furniture is something that I would say I'm, I can't stand behind morally. That's a commission that I will always turn down no matter what the price. And that I am full time. Like that's money out of my bank account. That's money away from my family, but that's just something I can't do. There's other small projects that I've been offered that I'll take on and I'll just say, I'm not going to post about it. Or if I'm sending it to another maker, just don't post about it because that's kind of not what I want to get into, but that's like a different thing. There's something that I'm, I'm actually against and there's something that I just don't want to do. Yeah. Well, and you brought up a very valid point is you're not in control of the situation. Like, you can't control or design necessarily properly knowing that everything is going to be safe and nobody can get into it that shouldn't be getting into it. And I totally agree with that. I kind of feel like that just opens, like, this can of worms, too, of, like, business insurance and who's held responsible if something does happen. Is that the homeowner, the parent or is that the person that designed it and said yeah this is foolproof you're not going to be able to get into it unless you have a key so like that's it's just not worth it like i'm i mean if i get sued like now my family doesn't have a house now we know what i mean like we like we don't have a car like that kind of stuff and that's not worth it for a couple thousand bucks yeah i agree with you because i mean i'm kind of in the same boat because i like you i've gone shooting before but it's not my jam Granted, people yeah. haven't asked me to build stuff like that because I don't build furniture. Right. And it's like, I don't want to get like com- like super political with this or anything like that. No, that's, that's not what it's about. Like, that's just, <laughs> yeah, that's just, that's, it's just like, li- like, it's just not for me. Like, 
some people rather watch basketball than baseball. Like, that's kind of how I feel. Like, some people like guns and some people don't. Like, that's... Mm -hmm. So... Everybody's entitled to their own opinions. Exactly. But there are things... Feel free... Like, on my side. So I won't have that kind of case, because people don't usually have me build furniture or storage. But people... And this has not happened yet. But people may come to me with a design... And want a sign made. And there are designs in my head that if somebody came to me with it, I'd say, no, I'm not going to do that. Exactly. Which obvious things are like, you know, symbols from, you know, World War Two. <laughs> like, I'm not going to make one. As, as vague as possible. Yeah. So there's, there are a lot of designs that I would be against doing and I haven't had anybody ask me for him but if somebody were to come to me and ask for one I would straight up tell them no I'm not behind that I'm like I still want to respect myself I still Mm -hmm. want to enjoy what I'm doing and I feel like taking on projects like that you're just gonna feel bad the whole time and what's the point of that like do you really want to put a dollar sign on not being happy yeah yeah that's my thing like I get if you're side hustling full-time whatever like you don't want to turn down money, but like you have to decide what's worth it to you, your morals, your values, or a paycheck. So in the the thing that I'm getting out of this, because I've read about this and I don't even know how many books now, is every single one of them say to stick to your beliefs or your company will fail and to some degree because you're going to end up doing something and going down a path that your company you had never intended to go down. Right. And if you're not enjoying it and you don't believe in it, you're going to have less drive in it. You're going to do, you're basically going to put less effort into that. And if your company transformed into this thing, you never wanted it to be, it's higher likely, or that's not even a word. <laughs> it's more likely we record early, guys. that it's going to <laughs> fail because you're putting less effort into it you're less driven about it you believe in it less and you're going to go down yeah and then so it's like a slippery slope do- exactly and then what are you going to do if you make this whatever piece that you're not happy mm-hmm. with and then like now this person goes and tells their friend oh yeah local maker made this for me and you should go check them out and then that person reaches out to you and now you have to either turn down that business or do it again. Now you're just, that's, it's really something to think about. And you may be thinking it's a one-time deal, but it's also possibly not a one-time deal. Well, you got to think big picture, right? Because that person might Mm -hmm. tell their friend. And if you turn their friend down, then that person can be all negative Nancy on you and start blasting the world about how you're terrible with customer service. And then they start to try and ruin your customer service side of your brand. And then it's you, then you have like people asking you to do things you don't want to do, people attacking you for not wanting to do them. And then you end up in this situation where you have no desire to do it anymore. I like that I'm rubbing off on you and you said negative Nancy. Well, <laughs> you know, we've, we've been doing enough of these now. Yeah. <laughs> but... But I, yeah, I agree with you. There's a I lot of def- I get that too. Like this, I mean that that one item, like as silly as it sounds, because it's just one item. Like it could potentially 
like derail your whole brand and outlook and your your goals for what your company can be. I've always tried to think big picture about the company and what I want it to be. So if I see something like this and I see it affecting the big picture, I won't do it. Granted, not everybody thinks big picture or cares to think big picture. And some people are money driven and they just take whatever sells, which, you know, on you. That's if that's what you want to do, that's more power to you. But I think you and I are on the same page, at least. Steven's being quiet. I thought he was sleeping for a second. I thought he was. <laughs> I'm not sleeping. Um, I mean, you guys were on a roll, so I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna interrupt you, but it it just reminds me of something um, very similar in my day job. There is a um, con- very well known consultant that uh, works throughout the Southeast, they're a competitor of ours, and uh, they are known for doing the cheapest work, taking the roughest jobs, basically doing anything and everything to make a buck, um, which some clients are happy to, to do that. Some clients, they just, you know, it's like, okay, you're going to charge me 1000 and the next person's going to charge me $500. i will take the 500 I don't care. Because they don't know, but they don't care about the quality of the work or anything like that. But the thing is, it then puts a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths. And I've had a lot of people tell me that you know it's like, oh well, they did the work for cheap, but then we got cheap work. So uh, you know they they just pretty much you know have this persona of being you know being a low baller, and you don't want to have a persona of being a, a low baller, being a a bad customer service person. Or, you know, being associated with one thing or the other. You know, I like being associated as being the the grumpy old hand tool guy. That doesn't bother me. I have no problem with that. You know, I don't want someone to say, well, he's a, he's a bad person because of X thing. You know, I don't have a problem being the grumpy guy, but I don't want to be a bad person. So, you know, I, I don't think any of us any of us want to be the bad guy. Sometimes we have to be, but, you know... That's not what we're trying to build our brand upon. I'm trying to build my brand upon, you know, quality work done with hand tools. And you might get an old grumpy guy, you know, in in the meantime, in the interim. But you know what? Everybody loves Ron Swanson for it. He's he's a grumpy old guy and they love him for it. Well, I think the whole what you want to stand for is an important question that you need to ask yourself if you're trying to make this into a, a brand or business. And not just doing it as like, I don't know, one-off fun that you never plan to turn into anything. Like it's just like a stress relief. Because you can have, you know, the the brand at what you want to stand for. Like I, I don't want my brand to be known as, oh, he's the cheapest. I want my brand to be known as it's intricate, it's detailed, it's quality. And if you take those aspects and you take the price those aspects never line up with cheap (laughs) i mean it's the whole triangle right do you want it cheap do you want it fast or do you want it good and you can pick two of the three right you can't pick all three you can't have cheap fast and good i can never deliver fast (laughs) i always run into some hiccup well yeah 
And, but I mean, like, there are, so if, if you're doing something right and you have this product lineup and you notice that people aren't willing to pay the price for your main item, that doesn't mean that you should cheapen that item if it's worth the work and it's the quality that is worth that stuff, right? It means you need to probably find a product that meets a lower price point. So you don't you don't take what you're good at and you cheapen it. You you find something new to add to your portfolio. Like cuz everybody says you should have you know items within what is it like the 10 to 50 dollar range. And then you should have items that are, you know, in the 75 to 150 and then you can have items above that if you want. You're not going to take a $400 item and see that people are willing to pay 50 bucks and go, "Oh, that item's now 50 bucks." Cuz chances are the material costs more than 50 bucks. So there's a limit to like don't cheapen what you're making just because you know, a handful of people aren't buying it. It's like the 80/20 rule. Like 80% of people probably aren't going to buy whatever you have. It's just well, how it is. I know, that's funny because like the way you run your business and the way I run my business is completely different because you have stock items, like, you know what I mean? Like the to maker keychains. Yeah. yeah. So you have in your portfolio, you have mm-hmm. some stock items and I don't think I'll ever get to the point where I really have like stock items because yeah. it, I think, but that's just different. That's part of the benefit of my brand is everything's customized and made to order type stuff. I mean, eventually when I get more proficient or maybe one day if my kids will actually want to work for me or something like that, they can just, you know, batch out like cutting boards. And then I always have those on hand type thing. But for now it's you and I are different in that aspect. Yeah. Well, and it took me years to be able to do that. Right. Because I started out as only custom everything. And there's... Uh, actually, the Maker Keychain is probably the only stock item I have, I think. For now? Yeah. I we, mean, you are building your e-commerce, so... There are things that are, to me, they're stock items. But they're not. they're not stock. Like, I can't carry inventory because there you can customize them with a name or with a number or with initials so it's a custom item but to me the design is a stock design because i can take the design change the name change the numbers and everything and then make a completely new one versus one i made last week but the main artwork didn't change so technically it's stock but you don't carry inventory I don't know. It's it's a weird situation, I guess. But I think the the maker keychain I think is the only actual stock item. But in the future, there might be more. See, because you're looking to the future and seeing what's going to happen with your brand. You always got to look ahead. Well, you know my giant big picture dream. So I do, I do. And to be able to do that you're going to have to have products of various price points that can do that. Because, you, you mean, it's like uh, the way I look at it, 
is the situation of like Black and Decker and DeWalt, right? So Black and Decker, I'm not saying be the cheapest, but in this analogy, Black and Decker had a lower price point and they had a lot of items at lower price points. DeWalt has better tools, higher price points, but they sell less of them, right? So you have to balance the two. Of You have to have some items that are lower price points that are easier to make so you can make money a little bit easier and not have 40 hours of work in it. But you also need to have the items that are higher quality, that warrant the higher price, and you need to kind of mesh them together in your brand. Well, and I think that makes it easier to be able to turn down something that you either don't want to do or don't yeah. stand behind. Agreed. And I think a lot of people that are listening to this and if they're just starting out, like you may be thinking like, oh, I'm just small, like no one's going to care what I stand behind and what I'm making. It's like, maybe not now, but yeah. like, is that something you're going to post now in your feed and then in a year forget you do it and then someone's going to seek it out and not go with you because that's something you stand behind you know what i mean even if you don't stand behind it so just stuff to consider food for thought very true you gotta still be able to live with yourself man i think one episode that we need to do is about branding because i talked to the like a marketing guru that owns a company that makers use and we can talk about him when we do that episode. But they had a lot of insight into the branding side. And the first thing they noted was that, because I asked questions about mine. And I didn't even ask about the branding aspect of my stuff. I just asked, you know, do you have tips on marketing, like the new products that I've been doing? And they're like, yeah, there's, you know, things you can do, but I have to say your branding is some of the best that I've seen because as soon as you open the package or as soon as mm. you get the package, there's your brand. Then you open the package, there's your brand. And every level of opening the package, your brand is there somewhere. So he was referring to like the sign kits, right? Because I spray paint my logo onto the outside of the box. So anybody carrying the box would see my company name you open the box and the first thing that's sitting there is the instruction manual with my logo on the front page with my business card inside of it with my sticker inside of it so my logo is in three spots as soon as you open the package then you take that off and then my logo spray painted on the cardboard cover for the kit so my logo is in three levels of that packaging which is only a new thing right because i didn't used to do this or my keychains, now I mail them out in a bubble mailer that has my logo spray painted onto it. And they're attached to a card that has my logo on it. So I've, I've tried to be more cognizant of my branding. Because before, I would just throw an item in the bag. And you didn't know who it came from. So branding is everything. And I think I started rubbing off on you, Martina, because you sent me a picture of that cut you sent me a picture of oh i've always i usually wrap my i usually wrap my stuff um i just don't like post that it's done you know what i mean it's done it's (laughs) the 
every time I listen back to these and I hear the little creepy whispers, it oh, really yeah. makes me laugh. Um, it's, but... <laughs> a, it's the humor. Um, I did step up my branding game because I got the baby walrus, walrus oil now because I want to yeah. be like Tracy. She had, gives out oils, so I was like, I'm going to start doing that too. To me, it makes it a more finished, refined product. Because that's like that's who I'd rather be as a brand and as a company. It's like attention to detail. You care about your customer. Mm-hmm. You're willing to like make them happy and do the best you can and that that kind of stuff is just like a non-negotiable to me but i just i feel like i shouldn't have to sacrifice my morals for that kind of stuff so that's i think like i guess it's unfortunate that i have to turn down business but i mean it's it is what it is like i i think that any company will have to do that at some point turn down a deal or whatever what I think you hit a good point is it's okay to say no. You don't have to say yes to everything. Yeah, that's even if you want to say no to like a low price ticket item, like when someone wants to lowball you for like a sign or whatever, like it's not worth it. Like then you're, oh my God, like so then you're screwed that, hey, I got this deal. I only paid X amount of dollars for this sign. Tell all your friends and then they come at you of, I well, so and so paid this much, blah, blah. So there are limitations. that right because there are ones that so in my case there are ones that i strategically partner with and offer them a different deal because they're giving me something in return for the work it's funny you bring that up because i had this happen right and somebody messaged me and said hey i'm interested in a custom sign can you give me a quote for this logo and it had, I don't know, like six colors or something. And I gave them a quote. And the first thing they responded was, oh, well, why is my sign this? Because you just did a sign for so-and-so and it was $100 less. I'm like, yeah. And their sign was two colors. Yours is six. It's a lot more work. And that's the reason why. Like, you know... It go, it, t- it takes more work, it takes more time, it's a lot more pieces that I have to glue together. This is the reason why yours is a higher price point than your friend's. And this person, thankfully, respected that. But there will be people that will attack you and be like, well, that shouldn't be the case, blah, blah, blah. Like, they're just a grumpy old person that... Hey, now. Hey. Well, you know... <laughs> Not you. If the shoe fits. the There will be people that will attack you no matter what you do. Because they're just that kind of person. Like I found people that I could never make them happy. They always found something negative no matter what. And you can't, com- like, you can't combat that. Like if they're a negative person and they want to be negative, there's almost nothing you can do to make them happy. So, you know, it's okay to say no. You will get pushback sometimes. Just stand your ground and stand behind what you want to be and what you want your brand to be. Don't let people push you around. I've had to spend most of my yesterday going back and forth with a uh, a client just over that particular thing. It's, hey, this last year it was X amount of money. Why is it this year almost 45% more? Well, it's because last year once I got on the site, did the person that was asking me to do the work tell me to do a bunch of extra stuff 
And the problem is because you're a corporate operated company, I couldn't go back and rechange what I had initially sent out because they'd already cut a PO for it and I can't go back and change it. You know, so I had to go back and forth for probably about four hours with a new client. Well, I shouldn't say new client. They're an existing client, but a new person I was dealing with because the old person retired to to explain why it is that I had to change, you know, change my pricing, do this, do that, why I excluded some things. It's like, well, it's because, you know, up to this point for the last six years, I've been doing the exact same work scope for almost the exact same money because it was very simple and straightforward. Last year, everything changed. You know, the person that you took over for wanted this and that and a bunch of other things that that were not originally in the scope and he'd already paid for it. So I can't tell him in the field that, hey, this is going to cost more money. I just got to eat it and deal with it next year. Well, that's that's her problem now. It's because I had to eat it last year. This year, I'm going to charge what it's actually worth. Is this for your job job? This is for the job job, yes. Okay. I was going to say that makes a lot of sense because... If somebody comes to me and they come to me with a certain idea and they agree to that idea and then later they want to change the scope and it affects the price, I tell them that changing the scope affects the price. But I know in like corporate job job situations, that's not always something that you're able to do. Once things go to a purchasing department and they cut a PO for things, they generally don't like changing POs unless there's a bunch of paperwork associated with it. And then it's a yeah. major pain in the hiney. Well, and then you have to balance. Do you do the whole bunch of extra paperwork or do you eat the cost of whatever it was? Because sometimes eating the cost is less than the whole bunch of paperwork. Exactly, because I'm already there. I'm doing one day's worth of work for you. And I might not do another day's worth of work for you for six months. I'm not dealing with it. If you were somebody I dealt with every day, I would just eat the cost and then just apply it over the next few jobs. Someone yeah. that I'm not going to work for for six months. I'm like, you know what? I don't. I'm not going to deal with this at all. Screw it. Makes sense. So that is the life of the job job when you deal with corporate purchasing people, of which Trevor knows all about because he's now the sort of purchasing person. <laughs> I have to buy our own stuff for projects. Yeah, I I do not enjoy that. I will admit. Because that, cause then you get suppliers that are like, oh, we're going to be a month late. I'm like, you you were already a month late. Now you're going to be two months late. It's like, oh, if you're going to be two months late, then I'm going to need at least 33% off of what you initially quoted me. Because you are no longer hitting your 60-day mark. You were supposed to hit a 30-day 30 30 mark. And you have to be willing to have that. Yeah. And you have to be willing to have that conversation, which I don't enjoy having that kind of conversation. Oh, I, I have no problem telling people. It's like, hey, you told me something was going to be done then, and it's not. I give you a week, two weeks, that's fine. You know what? Because I'm late on stuff occasionally. But if you're way behind schedule uh, on hitting your targets, especially for something that's a lab that they basically run on, you pay X amount for X a day turnaround. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. No, if you're a day or two late, I can overlook that. If you're a week late, nah, 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 son, nah. I just don't. Well, that's how it goes. Yep. Job, job versus side job. Job, job versus side hustle. Mm-hmm. So, I think, I don't know. Do you think we covered the topic, Martina? Pretty I think well. We beat, I think we beat the dead horse long enough. Yeah, I mean, 
be nice to one another, like support everyone else's hustle and their grind, respect one another, and really think about what you want to stand behind. So don't just don't don't be a d I'm doing it. Don't be a D bag. Don't be a D bag. It's that easy. Yeah. And just don't put people down. Like, especially your friends or your family. Because yeah. Because there have been what were I what I thought were friends that I told them what I wanted to do and all they ever did was tell me how it wasn't going to work and how I wasn't going to make it anywhere. And guess what? They're no longer my friends. So <laughs> keep that in mind. I think I'm right there with you. There's with taking this thing full time. I have in my personal life found out who my real friends are and my real friends are not because so you find out who supports you and who does not and had like I've not I've had to cut people out of my life because they were negative and unsupportive of what I'm doing and like how trying to make it or trying to make it happen or you know saying just like little kind of digs yeah. and it's like you know that's you're not worth my time so just agreed be be agreed. nice be supportive don't be a d-bag yeah and one thing I can say I mean Unless you get a project that's just super morally, you know, objectable. If there's something you don't want to take on, like Martina said, she doesn't want to have to do any, she doesn't want to do anything that it, that, that might be gun related. There are other people that you could pass that on to, yeah. to give them business and they would be more than happy yep. to take it. I mean, if, if somebody asks for something that's really, really bad, that's, that's, you know, very culturally insensitive or very inappropriate or this, that, and the other block that person i would i would say no i i wouldn't recommend them to anyone that i know or anything like that but there's some people that have no problem doing gun related things there's some people that have no problem doing drug paraphernalia related things because in certain places it's totally fine colorado seattle a lot of places you know they're they're drugs are drugs are quite rampant so it's just not something that I'm willing to do. I don't necessarily think that you two are willing to do it either. But, um, you know, somebody somebody would probably be happy to have that job. Yeah. Announcements? All right. So are we ready for some announcement time? Uh, I, I, guess, I guess so. To all the listeners out there, devoted listeners, people that are friends, people that are just lovely people that I've, I've got to interact with for the last roughly year or so. Um, I am no longer going to be part of the podcast. I am stepping down. The podcast was fun. It was good. There is nothing, nothing wrong with Martina or Trevor. There's no sort of hurt feelings or anything like that. Uh, reasons why some people leave podcasts or they leave things is because, you know, feelings get hurt. It is nothing about that. It is nothing about them. It is purely my decision it is no longer something that fits within my particular you know life I, I don't necessarily have the time to do it and and things have kind of changed that I no longer feel like this is something I need to do in my life so Martina Trevor I very much appreciate everything you've done for me I appreciate you continuing on the podcast Hopefully you can find another grumpy hand tool person to, to fill in my spot. If not, if it's just you two, I know for sure you two are going to be able to kill it. 
because you're very business-minded people. You're very schedule-minded people. And I uh, wish you both the best. We're going to miss you, man. I think a lot of people are going to miss your grumpiness. I appreciate that. Thank you. Well, I mean, I'll still be part of the the Facebook group and I'll still, you know, interact <laughs> with people. Um, if there's salt that needs to be poured, I will pour out some salt and some comments. Uh, so don't worry. I will be around for salt. Anybody that needs to reach out to me, I'm not disappearing for social media. I'm just not going to be part of the podcast anymore. You know what this means? What? That you don't have to have an inter- uninter- You can have an uninterrupted lunch on Saturdays now. Yeah. Because we ruin your lunchtime with recording. I can. I can. <laughs> You do, you do. It's always, it's always, man, y'all kill my lunch. I don't, you know, I have to eat breakfast real quick and then you kill my lunch. We just ruined your day. Dang, I know. But you know what? We're actually ending early for once. We didn't, we didn't waste 45 minutes just talking with each other before we started recording. True. Very good point. Well, we wish you the best, man. And of course, we're always here if you need us. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. Absolutely. Don't worry, I'm still going to be in the group chat, of course. I'll still have still have funny things to say and, of course, poke fun <laughs> at Trevor and his shipping debacles. Hey, you need to stop that. <laughs> I think you're cursing me. <laughs> Don't blame me. Brent does it, too. Oh, man. Well, for the record, I just shipped out the fourth sign. Fourth iteration of a sign? I, it's the third. It's the third actual redo. Oh my god. Because the order was for two signs, and then one of them broke really bad, and then redid it. They broke it again, redid it. We'll see if this one makes it. <laughs> but I'm shipping it to a new address, so hopefully the different mail handler will have a better result. <laughs> there you go. It was interesting, because the person said, my mail person's pretty hard on stuff. Why don't we try shipping it to this other address? <laughs> That's terrible. It took almost a month for Dave to get his package from South Carolina to Missouri, it took almost well, a month. Because you yeah. sent it out, so, like, by horse yeah, and carriage. So, once again, postal service. Old school. Me. Old school postal service. Well, yeah. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. I attached it to a falcon. Oh, Falconry. Well, your falcon got distracted. I I th- barely so. Well, again, we'll miss you, man, and we wish you the best. I know, as long as you don't disappear. All right, y'all. Y'all have fun. You take it easy. I'll be around. I just, you know, this. I don't think I'll disappear. Not that I'm aware of. Anyway. <laughs> keep that hamster spinning in his little cage so he can keep your Wi-Fi going. I know. I know. That hamster. I'm gonna have to get a new hamster though. I mean, this well. one's tired out. So. Alrighty, it's been it's been fun being able to record with you for as many episodes of as we've been able to do together. I know, I know. It has been it has been a lot of fun. You and I had, you and I had our own very very interesting episode about hand tools. That was good. It was just me and you. So that was nice. <laughs> That's the real reason why Stephen's leaving. I feel like that was an attack. Well, think think about it. For twenty thirty episodes, it was just me and you, Trevor. Yeah, yeah. It was just me and you. It was just That's true. the two of us and. It wasn't quite the same without Martina. I know. Then it became like Maker Vision 2.0, and now it's going to have to be like Maker Vision 2.5 or 3.0, something like that. The next revamp. Yeah. You're going to have to get a whole new outro. (laughs) 
Martina will Martina will do the outro this time. We have That's a, a good point. I know we have a to do yeah. list now. Thanks, Stephen, for creating more work for us. Yes. You're so selfish. <laughs> hey, I gave you I gave you fair warning. I gave you a week. Uh, now now holding auditions for third host of Maker Vision podcast. Please apply to. Make your vision. Excellent voice recordings, Gmail. though, because your voice has to be <laughs> very appropriate for the podcast. <laughs> yes. Audio <laughs> auditions only, please. All right. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I'd say till yeah, next yeah. week, but next Deuces. week there will be some changes. So, enjoy your exactly. weekend. I will. Take it easy. Y'all have fun. Keep in touch. I will. I will. Not to worry. Right. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to today's show. As a continued listener, we greatly appreciate your feedback, your input, and just downloading the episode every week. If you're a new listener, thank you for hopping on, and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And we also hope that you continue to join along with us every week as we'll put out new podcasts covering all sorts of Maker topics. Also, be sure to check out MakerVisionPodcast.com where we'll post valuable resources, tips, tricks, and maker swag, including stickers, because, you know, makers love stickers. And we'll do this to help your maker vision become a maker reality. If you have any questions, suggestions, or any general input about this particular episode or previous episodes, you can reach out to our podcast email at makervisionpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can reach us on our Instagram, and that's Maker Vision Podcast. Even better, you can reach out to us directly through my personal Instagram, that is Old South Woodcraft, Trevor's personal Instagram, Maker Experiment, and the personal Instagram of our newest co-host, Martina, at Naughty by Nature Designs. She also runs the Maker Vision Podcast Instagram account, so if you have questions, you can reach out to her either way and she'll be happy to help. Also, if you really enjoyed today's episode, or even if you didn't enjoy, enjoy today's episode, let us know. Give us a review. Hopefully it's a five-star review to show us that, hey, we've been doing good, but if you didn't, tell us what you didn't like about it, because we're happy to hear from you either way. And once again, thank you for being a listener, and we hope to see you next week. 